Hello and welcome to another episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm JW. And today we'll be recapping the two championship games that just happened this past weekend. And we'll also be talking about the breaking news that just came out. Tom Brady is ending his 22-year career. He is finally retiring. And so we'll definitely make sure to talk about that later on in the episode. But first... We have two great games of football to talk about in the AFC Championship game. The Bengals shocked the world for the second straight week. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead by a score of 27 to 24. At one point, they were down 21 to 3, but they roared back and tied the game. It ultimately went into overtime. Patrick Mahomes threw a late interception. The Bengals drove down the field. And Evan McPherson kicked a game-winning field goal to send the Bengals to their first Super Bowl in over 30 years. There's a ton of talk about in this game, but what was your biggest impression of it? The the O-line for Cincinnati, they were playing terrible all the playoffs, all regular season, and they really stepped up this week, only allowed one sack. Joe Burrow was clean, had a clean pocket for most of the game, and uh, that really allowed him to flourish and be a very good defense in the Chiefs and outscore this Chiefs offense. Yeah, you mentioned the O-line. I think another great part for the Bengals was their defense. In the second half, they only allowed the Chiefs to score three points. And at the very end, they had a huge goal line stop where the where the Chiefs could have scored a touchdown to take the lead with about 30 seconds left. But they held the Chiefs on their goal line, which is a very difficult thing to do, obviously. And this is the second time in a row now that the Bengals' defense plays extremely well against the Chiefs in the second half. Earlier on in January, the the Bengals had played the Chiefs. The Chiefs were up by 11 points. The Bengals came back. The Bengals' defense played great. And then again, the, the same thing happened. The Chiefs were up 11 points at halftime, but then the Bengals came roaring back and ultimately ended up winning the game. So I think the Bengals' defense deserves a lot of credit because a lot of people have been criticizing Patrick Mahomes and how he played really poorly in the second half. But in my opinion, I think the real unsung heroes here are the Bengals' defense, and we should focus more on them rather than on Mahomes. Yeah, this defense for the Bengals, super clutch, uh, amazing in the second half, and amazing in overtime where they, they started out the first play of overtime. They almost got an interception. And then just a few plays later, they picked off Patrick Mahomes to set them up for a game-winning field goal. Yeah, and let's talk about Patrick Mahomes because, as I mentioned, a lot of people are labeling him as a choker. They're saying that now he's kind of underperformed a lot in the playoffs. He only has one Super Bowl. Obviously, the Super Bowl last year was a huge disappointment. How much blame do you put on Mahomes for this loss? I mean, the blame is certainly on him. You just can't go a second half and not score a single touchdown, only score three points, and expect to to win big games in the playoffs. So this this is definitely on him. A little bit on the Chiefs' defense that was kind of just letting Cincinnati uh, just go up and down the field on him during the second half. But, yeah, Patrick Mahomes certainly has a lot of blame. Yeah, I mean, I kind of disagree. Sure, Patrick Mahomes was terrible in the second half. The difference between his play in the first half and the second half was huge. In the first half, he only had three incompletions and he had three touchdowns and he was playing incredibly well. 
The Chiefs have scored on every single offensive possession in the first half until at the very end of the second quarter where they were at the goal line. They could have kicked the field goal to go up 24 to 10, but instead they went for the touchdown and ended up coming short and not getting any points out of that drive. And I think that really shifted the momentum in the game and the Chiefs could really never get their offense going ever again. I think some blame should fall on Andy Reid because this is the second straight time now where the Chiefs play the Bengals and they're unable to adjust in the second half to what the Bengals are doing. So definitely Andy Reid should share some of the blame. I also think that Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill didn't really show up in the second half. Some of that can be placed on the homes, but as two superstars, you'd really expect them to do more. And I just think overall, our expectations of Mahomes were a little too high like before this game and even a few years ago. Sure, he's an immensely talented quarterback. He showed that in the divisional round against the Bills, but he's not flawless. He still has some moments where he has like bad mechanics or he makes bad decisions. And I think just because when he immediately came out into the league, he was so good. Everyone kind of hailed them, hailed him as the next GOAT, as the next great thing. But we have to remember that quarterbacks have bad games in the playoffs, and this was just a bad game for Patrick Mahomes. I think he'll bounce back, and I don't think this in any way uh, should sh- like indicates that Mahomes is regressing or that Mahomes is not a great quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's he's still easily best quarterback in the league, uh, especially on his best day. He he's maybe the best quarterback ever on his best days, and. You know, he just had had a bad, bad second half that led to a loss to a great team. Yeah. Let's talk about the other quarterback in that game, Joe Burrow, who led his team to the Super Bowl just two years after winning the national championship game. If he wins the Super Bowl, he will have won in the span of two years, the Heisman Trophy, the college football national championship, been the number one overall pick and won the Super Bowl, which is just crazy to think about considering how he was playing before two years ago when he was kind of an unknown player and was not really an NFL prospect. How are you? How impressed are you with Joe Burrow? Oh, I'm very impressed with Joe Burrow. You know, during the whole season, they were kind of counted out. They weren't really thought of as being like serious playoff contenders until very late. Then when they did make it into the playoffs, they were, you know, they were talked like, you know, they're, they're not making the Super Bowl against teams like, you know, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Patriots, you know, but they battled back. They've been underdogs in pretty much every playoff game, and they've just, you know, had an ability to win big games. Joe Burrow has shown up in the biggest of situations uh, and found his receivers, even when, you know, in some of those previous games, his O-line was just uh, turnstiles. Yeah, I mean, this was hugely impressive from Joe Burrow. I don't think even the most optimistic Bengals fans at the start of the season would have predicted them going to the Super Bowl. They might have thought, we might get a shot at the playoffs, we might win the division, but to go from winning only four games last year to winning 10 this year and going to the Super Bowl and beating Kansas City in Arrowhead, that's absolutely unbelievable. A ton of the credit has to go to Joe Burrow, obviously. He didn't have a flawless game on Sunday. He threw a really bad interception, and he also... Through on almost through another really bad one, which kind of would have sealed the Bengals sealed the Bengals loss. But in the biggest moments, he found a way to move the ball down the field. 
to find his biggest receivers. He, I thought he pl- did an extremely good job of reading the Chiefs' defense and giving what the defense gave him. And I think we really need to put Joe Burrow in the conversation as one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, along with a Patrick Mahomes, along with a Josh Allen, along with a Justin Herbert. Because what he has done is really unheard of. I can't think of another player two years into his career, another quarterback who was drafted to such a bad team and immediately turned them around and led them to the Super Bowl. And consider that he doesn't have a superstar defense. He doesn't have an elite running game. He has a pretty terrible O-line, which although played well on Sunday, played pretty poorly in other games like against the Titans in the divisional round. So how Joe Burrow has managed to do this and get the Bengals to the Super Bowl, I don't know, but it's been hugely, hugely impressive. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next game, NFC Championship game. This one was wild. The Rams were hosting the Niners. Lots of lots of red and gold in uh, SoFi Stadium. So we'll see how the turnout for the uh, Super Bowl is there again if the Rams fans decide to actually show up. But uh, Rams won it late. Uh, what was your thoughts on the game, Rodrigo? Well, yeah, you mentioned that there were lots of 49ers fans, and that was despite the fact that early on last week, the Rams actually prevented anyone from outside the L.A. area to buy tickets for that game because they thought there would be so many 49ers fans. And despite that, 49ers fans still came in droves, which was obviously amazing to see. The 49ers obviously have a huge fan base, and they displayed that on Sunday. But in terms of the game, I just thought this really showed how the NFL is turning into a league that rewards risk takers, that rewards teams who are willing to risk it all and make huge moves and try to win a Super Bowl at all costs. On one side, you have the San Francisco 49ers, who are built like a conventional team. They 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 built their team up through the draft. They built a strong O-line. They built a strong D-line through the draft. They have great weapons. But in, in the quarterback position, they have Jimmy Garoppolo. And rather than starting Trey Lance, which I got to give them credit for taking Trey Lance, that was a risk. But rather than playing him in these moments where Jimmy Garoppolo was not playing well, they stuck with Garoppolo and that ultimately came back to bite them. At the very end, the 49ers and the Rams were tied 17-17 with about seven, seven minutes left. And all Jimmy Garoppolo had to do was drive down the field and score. And remember, the Rams had no timeouts. So if he just made good throws, he helped his team run the ball, they could have drained out the entire clock and won the game easily. Jimmy Garoppolo needs to be able to win this game. Any great NFL quarterback should be able to easily win that game. And Jimmy Garoppolo was just not able to get it done. He obviously had that late interception, which was really more on the O-line for letting them get too much pressure. But it's now a trend now where in big games, Jimmy Garoppolo just does not show up. And then on the other side, you have the Rams, who are famous for trading away all their first-round picks. They always make huge off-season moves. They get the biggest stars. Odell Beckham, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller. Their team has so many stars, and they're willing to risk it all. And then the biggest move they made was going and getting Matthew Stafford and replacing Jared Goff. I think that 
If they had kept Jared Goff, the Rams do not win this game. Down 10, there is no way Jared Goff comes back against that great 49ers defense. Sure, Matt Stafford was not perfect. Sure, he should have been intercepted on the final drive by that safety that just let the ball come out of his hands. But he was great in the moments that mattered. His relationship with Cooper Cup is phenomenal. Cooper Cup, I think, should definitely be considered the best receiver in the NFL because how he is man- how he manages to get open so often is beyond me. And also how he has managed, how how Stafford has managed to immediately build a strong bond with Odell Beckham, get him the ball, big plays for Odell Beckham. That's also been hugely impressive. So obviously the Rams went out and got Matthew Stafford. It's paid off for them. I think that should be the model for NFL teams going forward. Don't settle for mediocre quarterbacks. Go for it all. If you're a mediocre team this offseason, go get a Russell Wilson. Go get a Deshaun Watson. Go get an Aaron Rodgers. Because if you do, you could be in the place where the Rams are now. Yeah, I think the Rams definitely, like, their risks have certainly paid off. Getting Odell Beckham, I mean, we really didn't know how good he was, especially coming from Cleveland where he was almost never getting the ball. And now he's turned into, like, a great number one wide receiver for this team that seems to just be able to get open, make every catch. And besides one drop early in the game, I mean, he was catching everything. Matthew Stafford could find him whenever he was getting pressured. So he played great. And then Cooper Cup, I mean, he's really the unsung hero, like the glue guy for this Rams team. It seems like he's always open. He and Matthew Stafford have a great relationship. And he's just the guy who gets the ball, gets first downs, uh, and gets touchdowns when they really need him. Yeah, and I think you talked about all the Rams weapons. I think we also have to give props to some of the 49ers weapons, and especially Debo Samuel. Because even though he lost, I think he I think he played extremely well. Running the ball, catching the ball, returning the ball. It is just incredible watching Debo Samuel to play football. It's a shame that he doesn't have a better quarterback who can put his team in positions to win and can make help him get big plays in big moments. But he's a huge talent. I think he deserves a ton of credit and is a, definitely a star in this league. Moving yeah, forward. honestly, I'm surprised they don't put him at quarterback. I mean, he's already the leading rusher, leading receiver, leading in return yards. I mean, he could probably kick, punt play quarterback, maybe stick him on the O-line or something. Yeah, I mean, if Trey Lance doesn't work out, they should look into putting Devo Samuel at quarterback, as you say. And now, let's get to the breaking news. Tom Brady is retiring. I know I didn't expect this. You said last week that you didn't expect this. Obviously, an incredible career. The undisputed greatest quarterback of all time. Seven Super Bowls. 10 Super Bowl appearances, numerous Pro Bowls, never had a losing record. How will you remember Tom Brady and his illustrious career? I mean, dude, this guy, his Super Bowls, it's insane. He has more Super Bowl wins than any franchise does. The Patriots only have six. The Steelers only have six, and they're leading. I mean, and he has seven. It's absolutely insane how many Super Bowls this guy has. I mean, yeah. In retrospect of what we watched this weekend and how Mahomes failed to get his team to another Super Bowl, I think that really gave me perspective on how incredible Tom Brady's success is. Think about it like this. Now that Ben Roethlisberger and Brady have retired, there's no uh, there's no quarterback left in the NFL 
who has won multiple Super Bowls as a starting quarterback. And Tom Brady won seven. A lot of people were saying, oh, Mahomes is going to win seven, eight, nine, ten Super Bowls. He's going to be the undisputed GOAT. And now he only has one Super Bowl. He has a Super Bowl loss. And now as the Chiefs have to start to pay him, now there are going to be questions about whether the Chiefs can get back to championship games. And yet Brady, somehow, with all of his success, was somehow able to come back year after year, compete for championships, win Super Bowls. The fact that he has seven more than any NFL franchise, as you said, is truly amazing. I don't think anyone in the NFL will ever match it, especially with the salary cap now as the way it is. The undisputed GOAT, Tom Brady. I wish him well in his, in his future career and whatever he decides to do. And I think we will always remember him as one the, as the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, I'm excited for when Mac Jones goes down maybe week two and Tom Brady comes back to New England, takes up the mantle, and brings this team to a Super Bowl. Goes Pulls a Brett Favre, retires, comes back from retirement. Except, you know, I think it'll go better for him this time. I'm not sure if Tom Brady will come back. I think he's going to go back to California with his family and just hang out, relax after 22 years of playing football. I don't think we're going to see Tom Brady again. I think he's done playing football, and he's done with his illustrious career. Maybe he's going to go back and play for the Expos, or now the Washington Nationals in baseball. I think that'd be a great way to end the career. I mean... He could do that Michael Jordan style, but I don't think that turned well for Michael. And I don't think it would turn out well for Brady either. So thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. Make sure you stay tuned next week where we will make our Super Bowl predictions. Obviously, we're also going to talk about the Super Bowl and talk about who we think is going to win. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done so already. So you stay tuned when the new episode drops. So thanks and see you next time. NFC is going to win the Pro Bowl.